0: and we are back with another drawing a blank by atp hope everybody has been doing well through these finally awesome summer days before we get started today let's go ahead and do a little bit of an overview of what we're going to be covering today The conspiracy theory that we're going to be doing today is going to be Stonehenge. After that, we're going to be going into our fact or fiction as for always, and then we're going to be finishing up with Love is Blind. Today's going to be a great episode. I'm personally really excited for it. With that said, though, we're going to head first into some of our awesome partners here at ATP. Number one being FNX Fitness or Phoenix Fitness. Phoenix Fitness is a health and fitness supplement and apparel line whose goal is to provide the best possible products to inspire people to rise up. With protein supplements like Restore to help build muscle, rebalance with a green blend that will help optimize your health, and revive for testosterone support, you'll find everything you need at FNX Fitness. So when you're going through, the website is FNXFitness dot com go fnxfitness.com dash atp or excuse me at podcast once you're checking out make sure to use promo code Podcast enter that in for 15 percent off of all products there we go so once again i use fnx myself i'm a big fan go ahead give it a try tell us what you think Secondly, we're going to head into Prevolve. Prevolve is a Seattle-based technology startup whose mission is to empower the human body. Using 3D foot scanning and 3D printing, they make custom fit footwear designed for your feet. You can finally get a pair of shoes that fit perfectly. Visit the website at www.pre-volve.com. There you can schedule a foot scan, learn more about the story of Prevolve, and even download 3D shoe models if you'd like to 3D print them for yourself. All right, guys. So I cut out there for some very odd reason. I'm not sure why my computer decided to do that, but we're good to go. I'm back. Anyways, point being is we I have the lads on, as usual, Dorian, Francis, Francis, let's go ahead and uh, let's start with something really quickly. You were just telling us about a little bit of a predicament that you found yourself in momentarily. And uh, I I just, I really want you to kind of talk a little bit about it. How'd you feel about it? What happened? Thanks, Galeco. I really, I really
1: appreciate you making this a part of our show today. (laughs) We Um, have to talk about it.
0: We have to. Yes.
1: It's, it's a great addition. So for anybody who lives on the East coast, we just had a odd uh, freak uh, rainstorm, a uh, little thunderstorm this this afternoon, and uh, my basement flooded, and I had 18 inches of water in uh, my condo's basement.
0: Holy shit, so, 18 inches?
1: Yeah, I went up to the second step. I felt like I was on the Titanic, just like watching the water rise up, just no jack
0: to save me. <laughs> poor, poor Francis had nobody to to swoop him away or throw him on a piece of a board to get him from one end of his basement to the other. I'm not sure where would you have gone? (laughs) You would have just floated. I don't know. I
1: would just back to my apartment or something. Like (laughs) I had to walk myself back up there, but no, it was, it was crazy. I was like, yeah, right. (laughs) Just hold on. Never let go. I was, I'm like in the basement, I see water coming out of like our dryer vent into the basement and I'm like, well, this isn't good, but it's a vent to the outside. So I'm like, obviously something's coming in this vent and I'm like taking a video of it to send to my property management company to take a look at it. And then I pan to the left to show them the puddle of water it's creating in the basement. And all of a sudden, like I pan to the left and the water just starts to like come from the middle of the basement and it just like pours in. And I'm like down there I'm like, oh shit. Oh shit. So like, there's just a video of me just being like, Oh shit. Just like videotaping all this water gushing into my basement from all these different places. It was an awful experience. So yep. thank you. So thank you. I'd love to share this.
0: Yeah. The, uh, the point of this is to make sure that we highlight some of Frenchie's misery. Um, uh, no, but seriously, that does suck. I've, I'm very sad to hear that, but more importantly, the video that Francis sent us, it, it legit, for all the listeners out there, it sounded like a waterfall was coming from beneath Francis's basement. Like you could see in the video, just the water just bubbling out. I mean, it was just pouring out. It was was insane. I haven't seen anything like that in my life, at least personally in real life. I've never watched something come out of my basement like that. So it was very interesting. Maybe, hopefully, that's not something that happens consistently on the East Coast. Otherwise, I'll get to experience that firsthand very soon, so. Rain, the rain the thunderstorms happen a lot over the
1: summers. They've gotten more intense hashtag climate change is real get with it
2: but there's, uh, there's actually a ride at Universal that you go through this subway and it floods and that's exactly what it looked like
0: <laughs> <laughs> Universal Studios ride is that what you're
2: yeah. saying? Yeah it like just floods you with water and that is that's essentially what Francis floor looked like
1: Oh my, my all of my like power like all the gas everything's in my basement. And like, I'm just watching this water rise up and the, the main power box is like right there. It's like five inches away from the main power. And I'm just like, oh my God, like my house is going to blow up. I was like, what's like, where am I going to live? And it's pouring yeah. outside. Like all of these thoughts are racing
0: through my head. Yes, I, I definitely just want to make note that we are not trying to make light of your misery, Francis. I, I, I'd want that to be noted um, is that, you know, we're we're just here. We're concerned, and we just want all of the listeners to be just as, as concerned as we are. Anyways, getting to the mainstay of today, the first conspiracy theory of the day. First Not to go back theory. on it, but uh, I'll go post
1: ahead. I'll post some of those videos on the Twitter, and we should put them on the Instagram. And see my face. <laughs> that's,
0: <page. laughs> that's true. We can do that. We can definitely <laughs> post the videos on the Instagram page. I'd be curious how many people would be like, holy shit, is this something that normally happens to you or not? Either way, we'll find out what the listeners think.
1: Or why does your basement look like that? Uh, Yeah, well,
0: (laughs) your, your basement looks like shit. Never mind the water coming in. Terrible. Clean that shit up. Anyways, all right, guys. Stonehenge, aliens, we're hitting it all today. So really quickly, let's go through... The conspiracy theory itself which today we're highlighting Stonehenge but to a certain extent i kind of want to put this in the area of like okay we can talk about a lot of the ancient civilization buildings that were just you know around the same time of Stonehenge and there's a lot of conspiracy and thought around those being built by aliens first and foremost we're going to talk about Stonehenge itself you guys probably already know what Stonehenge is i hope you do at least but the monument itself was believed to have been built around 3,100 to 3,000 BCE. It's always had a lot of lore to the monument, like whether it's mystical, archaeological, or historical, there's people checking it out all the time, right? So it's been a point of fascinations in many different doctrines for for centuries now. Honestly, like there's, there's a lot of mysticism, like, and I'll even go into this in a little bit later, is at one point, they talk about the the idea of merlin commanding a giant to put the stones on the top of stonehenge itself which i thought was a fascinating view medieval european uh fort folktale is awesome and i think those are some of the cool things that you get from this anyways because of the architecture and the sheer size and weight of the monument similar to many other ancient civilization monuments a la so I'll, once again, I'll get into this later. The Great Pyramids, Easter Island, and the Nazca Lines in Peru. Um, there have been a lot of questions as to how it was built, which has a lot of, led to a lot of modern speculation ranging from as far as the folktales I was just talking about, hoisting the stones up that way, all the way to the more modern, right? We're talking 20, 21st century ideas that aliens helped to construct the actual monuments themselves so once again we're going to go into the alien portion of it right this is alien uh segment what do we call it again alien 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 edition alien edition conspiracy theory alien edition so we're going to focus primarily on the uh (laughs) the alien side of things so guys yeah exactly it's uh it's a very big work in progress all right guys let's go ahead and talk about it Let's start with some ideas that you have from what you've looked at or read or listened to about Stonehenge and why you might think the conspiracies that you hear about it may be true. I think,
2: you know, when, when looking at Stonehenge, the the first thing is this was built so long ago and, and just the size of it. I mean, it's the same argument with the pyramids, right? It's where did the technology come from to build something of that size? And, How did they figure out how to get a 25 ton rock on top of another 25 ton rock? That's, I think, I think 13 feet tall is what's standing now. Mm -hmm. Seven feet wide. I mean, it's, it's a crazy feat in itself. And, and, you know, you think, what is it? 3,100 BC. Yeah. Where's the technology from that, for that coming from?
0: So, it's interesting because 25 ton is, like, on the small end, apparently. Apparently, that's what's standing now. Like, half of it's not even
2: standing anymore. There were, like, outer ring. I think I I was seeing that there were at least, like, three, four outer rings that all were just, like, massive.
0: Yeah, there's, dude, apparently some of the stones are up to 50 tons. Just to give everybody, like, an idea of what that weighs in pounds, that's 100,000 pounds. That's a fuck ton of weight. That's a big-ass stone. So I, I mean, for me right away, that's actually one of the things I noted, but even more so than that, the interesting part is that for Stonehenge itself, they, they're not entirely sure how the stones were carried from where they originally got the stones, which was a quarry in Wales, which from the actual site of Stonehenge is a hundred miles away. That's a long period of time or excuse me, a long distance, not period of time, but period of time to be able to get it there. Right. You have to imagine we're talking a hundred thousand pounds of stone. You're traveling for a hundred miles with a hundred thousand pounds of stone. I mean, that sounds incredibly difficult as far as just like a truck, right? Like think about it today, Dorian for a second. Why would a truck or excuse me, do you know of any truck in particular that would be able to get a hundred thousand pounds from one end to another?
2: Right. I've never heard of
0: that big of a carry load.
2: I mean, and you know, that in itself is a great question. The other question is what is the purpose of moving, you know, the amount of effort that's like a life. It seems like that would be a lifetimes of work then to to try to move something that size. Yeah. What, What would drive dedication like that to do, to take on that task, you know?
0: So yeah, that's a that's another fantastic question. Um, when it comes to that, I'd probably note and just say this really quickly: is a yeah, it did take. It's I think from what I read, it took about maybe anywhere from fifty to eighty years to complete this process. I think eighty years was typically what I saw. Um, but lastly, is it, people back then didn't have the same type of conception of like what they were using their time to do, that's the one argument I could see on the other side, right? Is like like giving their entire lifetime, which at that point was like 30 years, let's be honest. Like people only lived to like 30 to 35 at that point. Um, Giving their entire lives to building this monument was like not out of the question of reality. So either way, with that said, Francis, before I go too far into anything else, do you have any thoughts on why Stonehenge and the conspiracy might be no? Okay. So we're going to go ahead and switch over to, you know, the crazy part is like when I thought about cons, I, I just, I sit there and I'm like, okay, cons to the conspiracy itself. Um, I don't know. I mean, just the fact of the matter is it's like, it, it is... Such a incredible feat of human ingenuity that like when I look into it, and there's a lot of explanation videos showing how like they used logs and rolled the stones all the way from Wales to Wiltshire, which is where the uh, placement of the actual stonehenge is um, as well there it's thought that they were using a frame devices to pull the stones erect right so there there are ideas put out there of how the stones were placed on top, but at the same time, they don't have any concrete proof and there's no like writing or, or any type of historical data, especially come from, from like 5,000 years ago, it's really difficult to find anything like that. So I don't know, Dorian, what are some of the cons that you see right away to this being any type of alien
2: help? Well, I definitely did find some some cons on this one, but uh, I got a couple more pros that Go we for have, to, that we have to dive into um i think you know other than than the feet itself and, and what that must have taken it's the astronomical um kind of influence in, in the structures themselves uh, i was i was watching this video and they were saying that essentially it was it was aligned up with both the winter and summer solstice so that when it you know when the, on those days when the light was shown it created this like shadow thing that that was intentional for those solstices. And it just had a lot of other astronomical, um, factors to it. Like, I guess the amount of rings that, that Stonehenge actually had at its completion was the same number of, as the planets in our solar system. Mm, okay. So it's, there's stuff like that, that you have to look at and it's, you know, obviously they've, they built these great things for a purpose. And, you know, is that kind of the the direction of the
0: purpose? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, kind of going off of that as well, right, is similar to the, the Nazca lines out in Peru, the, the patterns are only to really have been seen from above, right? And I find right. it fascinating that especially the Nazca lines are much more intense on this matter is... They're giant, giant pieces of work that are essentially only to be seen from, you know, thousands of feet above, right? So if that's the case, and this is, remember when these are built, these are thousands of years before any type of aerial, like, like planes, right? There's no way that they're planning on anybody seeing this from above, from thousands of feet above. So what is this for? I guess that's the question I have in mind is like, what is this for then? Who's supposed to be seeing this? Right. And, and
2: I'm glad you brought that up because that was one of my notes too. It's, this is not the only location that this is occurring in ancient civilizations. You Mm -hmm. can find all over the world. I mean, you said Peru, that was one of the ones I had listed, Um, but you can find all over the world that there are structures, you know, ancient structures made of stone that have a lot of astronomical influence and it's, you know, all based around these solstices and it's, you know, you've got to ask why was that so important and, and what was the time dedication to that for, you know, and mm-hmm. was there, was there anything else involved to kind of teach them that stuff? Cause it was a, a very long time ago.
0: Yes. Yeah. And so this is one of the interesting things I've learned throughout my time, just reading different, especially when it comes to uh, like, ancient Mayan civilization, for instance, stuff like that, is that a lot of ancient civilizations were very concerned with astrology, right? That was, that was a huge portion of what they, what they did because they were trying to make sense of, of stars themselves. Right. Um, I think it is interesting to be able to say, okay, and I, this is an argument of a pro that I've seen before, which I find really fascinating if it would be true is they always talk about different deities and different, you know, um, astrological importance and stuff like that. And I, there's been a lot of arguments for the fact that aliens may have visited ancient civilizations and those were the deities that these people believed to exist. Right. And eventually within time and and centuries and centuries and millennia later, we just kind of lost touch with that. Right. And I personally, whether this is actually true or not, right? I find that awesome. I think that would be incredibly cool for it to have been a situation where aliens had visited Earth. The ancient civilizations had taken that as a, you know, a god had visited their planet and they created formations essentially in order to pay tribute to them or to show where they had been coming from or whatever the case may be, right? Um, But it's always been clear that Um, astrology and the importance of the stars and the skies and all of that has always just been something that's very, very clear and concise and consistent with ancient civilizations. Dorian, any other thoughts?
2: You know, I, I completely agree with what you said there. And it's funny because when you even look at it closer, a lot of those ancient religions have a lot of similar gods or representations for things. And it's like, how are you across the world from each other, and and kind of drawing the same conclusions here for you know who's the the almighty power, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. You even have the Romans who used essentially the planets as their gods, right? I mean, granted, it's, it's a little bit different in the, like the sense, right? Um, they there's just it's very it's commonplace to find that a lot of ancient ancient mythologies are um, are pretty consistent in different in different ways, but at the same time, these people had absolutely no, they had no contact with each other. Like it's not like people in the middle of Mesopotamia had contact with these people in, uh, in Northern England. Right. It's, it's not happening. Um, Right. There's no way they didn't know about each other. Exactly. And Peru, you better fucking believe that nobody from like what we now consider England to have known anybody from Peru. So it's, it's interesting. I find it fascinating that there's so many consistencies amongst all of those ancient civilizations. Um, so, you know, interestingly enough, my final verdict that I'm going to put on this is going to be a little bit different than normal because this is one that I, and you guys could probably already tell from the beginning of this is I can clearly, I want to believe that this is true. Right. I I really do. I think it'd be, it'd be fascinating for aliens to have visited ancient civilizations. And I don't necessarily that alien think that aliens helped erect these monuments. I think those are just like, you know, feats, incredible feats of human ingenuity and time and place and all that stuff. Right. Dedication. um, And just, you know, like doing things that took a lot, a lot of people. And uh, you know, I don't put that past ancient civilizations. But I think that they were doing this for a reason. And I think it'd be really, really cool if the reason for that being was aliens. And I sound like the History Channel guy. Aliens.
1: <laughs> yeah. What do
0: you think?
2: You know, what I think is really interesting about this one, just in comparison to to other theories that we've gone over already, is you know, a lot of the other the other conspiracy theories have happened within the last hundred years. So there's, you know, a written record from a a power that bees that that's or an authority figure that at that time, that's still in power, kind of debunking it. And with something ancient, you don't get that. So I feel like it really evens out the perspective on just taking in the facts Mm -hmm. and considering is this real or not, as opposed to, you know, like trying to go in and looking into, uh, Roswell and getting all of these government reports, you know, mm-hmm. saying that this is fake. Yeah. Um, so I just, I just thought that was interesting to point out that it was a lot harder to find evidence that this was just people because a lot of the conclusions people drew drew were, we don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, it is cool that we, and yeah, exactly. Those, these are things that allow for speculation, right? Because we don't have the government coming in and trying to tell us something specific, right? We, we can, speculate as we see fit. Um, and obviously there's always going to be archeologists, historians, et cetera, who are able to try and divulge as much information as possible, but it's always fun. In my opinion, once again, I'm a history guy. Like I, I know what it means to have like good proof through certain assertions, but like at the same time, I think it's cool to have the idea of, you know, Um, paranormal activity in human life. Anyways, so we're going to go to factor fiction, but before that, we're going to head to ad read number three of the day, which is going to be ESR embroidery. Are you looking for custom apparel for your growing business? Are you looking to make personalized logos for you, your team, or just want some custom swag for yourself? Well, if you do, Come to ESR Embroidery for all of your personalized apparel needs. We're talking shirts, hats, hoodies, and more. Built on ingenuitive designs and detailed work, you'll be able to bring that design alive at ESR. Find them on Instagram at ESR underscore embroidery for personalized inquiries or on Etsy for other work. All right, so we're going to head into Factor Fiction. This is going to be a little bit different um, Really quickly, Frenchie, are you good to go on this? Yeah? Okay. All right. So, let's see. So, I I won last time. Are we all good to go? Is everybody feeling good about their facts or fiction, Zorian?
2: I thought it was a tie last time.
0: It was definitely not a tie. I won. Hmm. You're going to just keep trying to rewrite history (laughs) on this. I can already tell. Okay. I'm going to start. Didn't Aleko lose? No, no, no. Surprisingly not. I've had
1: the most difficult trouble with my computer today. It's terrible. It's all right, buddy.
0: It's all right. Francis is, uh, is having some technical difficulties, guys. Just, uh, just know that when we're, uh, when you're wondering what happened to him for a portion of the, the podcast just now, that is unfortunately why. So anyways, guys, factor fiction, let's start out. All clownfish are born male. Fact or fiction?
2: I'm going to say fact. I, I'm i not 100% there, but I'm going to say fact. I know that there is a fish that's all born male. I don't know that it's clownfish, and I could see you kidding me with that, but I'm going to go with my gut here and say fact.
0: Okay.
1: I feel like my only experience with clownfish is finding Nemo, and we never met Nemo's mom, really.
0: Well, she died.
1: Yeah, but like, I guess that really doesn't have anything to do with what I'm going to say. That's the only experience the clownfish that I've ever had. So,
2: Man, Aleko debunked you so quick there.
1: But so I feel like
0: having never really experienced a female clownfish, I'm going to say fact. Okay. You guys are right. You guys are right. It is a fact, but interesting. Check this out. So this is from National Geographic. Surprisingly, all clownfish are born male. But they have the ability to switch their sex, but will do so only to become the dominant female of a group. The change is then irreversible. So essentially, one of them is like, "I'm going to be the female, and I'm going to be the one who carries the babies." And uh, yeah, that's it. Seems like an interesting task to uh, to have, right? Like, I can only imagine what that would be like for uh, human society if all were born male and then we at one point had to just decide who was going to shift to being a female. But, they're not uh, the only
2: fish to do that either. Who are the others? I don't know. I just told you, I, I know there's another fish, but I don't, I don't remember what it was. I learned it when I was like in Hawaii as a like little
0: kid. Interesting. Okay. I'm, well, I'm we're like, going to have to oh, double check on it. this. We're going to have to, we're going to have to fact check on Dorian's, uh, on Dorian's that. Are you calling me a liar? I I might be, I can't tell yet. I don't know.
2: I'm going to prove you wrong and you're going to have to, you're going to have to tell everybody.
0: (laughs) Sounds good, buddy. Sounds good. All right. So, uh, Dorian, let's go ahead and get you up next, man. What do you got?
2: Factor fiction, a public university was hacked and paid, paid a ransom to the hackers Instead of figuring out who actually did it,
1: fact. I'm gonna say fiction because I think he might have changed it to a public school because I feel like that's something a private school would have done. Uh, but a public school would not have done. Good
0: call. Um, fiction. Um, I'm gonna sw- I'm gonna switch my answer to fiction.
1: What like?
0: I'll switch my answer to fiction. You guys have done that before. Don't lie. The influence. you've both done that. The influence. You know you've done that before. I, I might not like... even
1: have been right, though. So you just, you made a bet on me. I like it. Yeah, though. I'm Thank betting you. on
0: you, Francis. Just love like that. that.
2: I like it, too, because you are both wrong. It is a fact. <laughs> oh. No. This, uh. this happened in the UK at the University of York. They were, well, they were hacked, and it's a public university. And- mm-hmm. And um,
0: where, where, Dorian? Where is it?
2: I don't know. I assume York. i was <laughs> <Yes. laughs> just going to say
1: Are things York. really public in York? Or aren't they like suppressed? I don't know.
2: That's how we name our universities here. I don't know what you guys want me to say.
1: <laughs> you
2: paused
0: though. When I, you're I don't know to where it, it out. is. I know.
2: I, I thought about it. I don't know where it is. Um, but hey, they hmm. were hacked and their cybersecurity company paid the ransom and did not tell them until afterwards. Oh, Okay. So they never figured out who it was. The <laughs> security company were like, yeah, we paid the ransom. So hopefully they don't come back. <laughs> hopefully got, it doesn't happen again. Right. They got a bunch of personal information.
0: That's awesome. That's Crazy. so bad. That's so bad. So they just, they literally were just like, all right, well, if it happens again, sucks to suck. But uh, let us know. Like that uh, doesn't even make sense. They only told the
2: university to confirm the report happened when journalists asked them. Jesus,
0: that's terrible. That's terrible negotiating on whoever cybersecurity. They should used. probably
2: fire those guys.
0: Yeah, I, I would never use them again, that's for sure. All <laughs> right, Francis, fact or fiction?
1: All right. All right, I got to check my list. So fact or fiction, a Palestine zoo has released news of a baby animal boom over the last few months as zoos have been shuttered.
0: I'm going to go with fact.
2: Aleko loves love.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with fact two. Okay, you're both right. Yes, as uh, zoos have been closed due to COVID, uh, some zoos in Palestine have been reporting that uh, they've seen increase in babies, and baby animals. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Animals zoos, are getting it on. Zoos that are quarantine, quarantine sex.
2: Can you imagine so, kids coming and yelling at you all day, every day? Yeah, no, months?
1: no wonder that animals yeah. in captivity don't want to get it on when they're just yelled at all day and ridiculed. Do constantly something being else. Stared
0: at. They're constantly being stared at. They have the Parents abusive, so kids the abusive old you moms. You're so
1: lazy. All you do is watch TV all day. The <laughs> lion just laying in front of uh, in front of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> what
0: were you saying, Dorian? Or <laughs>
2: <laughs> I said, uh, crying kids does not put you in the mood.
0: No, no, that's interesting. Interesting. Does it put you in the mood? Nope, not even a little. But uh, like, I just find it strange that you even need to clarify that.
2: <laughs> well, I'm, there's no kids in front of their faces all day anymore, Leko. They're that's true. They get to You're right. Hang out alone.
0: I wonder what a Palestinian zoo is like, out of curiosity. I just they did not I describe that. that in the article. Yeah. I wonder if it's the exact same thing as well. we. I,
2: I assume there's animals, probably some cages. It's probably a bath. There's a
1: walking path between the different
2: exhibits. <laughs> you might have to give a ticket.
1: I
0: would honestly bet there's signs telling you where to go as well. It's probably true. It's probably true. All right, guys, I'm gonna go my next factor fiction. Betty White is older than sliced bread.
2: You know, I hate this one because Betty White is hella old.
1: How old, though? I don't know when sliced bread came around. Is it cheating if I Google that? Yeah, it's completely cheating.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Is it cheating if I Google the answer? Yeah, it's cheating.
1: (laughs) Well, I wasn't going to Google the answer. I was going to Google when sliced bread came around because I know Betty White's age. It's only half the answer. I'm going to say fiction. I'm going to say I don't know, but I'll go with fiction as well because I – I'm a
0: tag team with Dorian. So if we fail, we fail together. You guys are going to fail together. It is a fact. Betty White is Is indeed older than sliced bread. Is it 1930?
2: 1932.
0: Very close. So, so Betty White was born in 1922. Holy crap. She's old. I didn't honestly realize how old she was until I saw that. I was like, wow. that's 98. Oh my, my God. It's impressive. And whereas sliced bread didn't make its debut until 1928.
2: I thought sliced bread came out in 1930 and I was like, is Betty white older than 1930, but you had already given us a fact and this seemed like the exact kind of a leco like fact factor fiction that you would just be like, just barely like Betty white is like a year younger than the fucking
0: white bread. <laughs> it's, you're not wrong. That's definitely something I would do. But I know. It, I found it so fascinating that I was just like, yeah, this, I gotta, it's, I gotta check great. this out. It yeah. was a great one. Yeah. Yeah. Dorian, no, you're, no, actually, I even... you're in the lead right now, by the way. Anyways, this yeah. is what you're saying.
1: I'm horrible at this game.
0: <laughs> it's, you're not out of reach of winning, for sure. It's Dorian 2, us 1. So. Okay. Got your opportunities. Dorian, it's, it's to you, though.
2: All right. Fact or fiction. Bad Boys for Life is the top-grossing box office film of this last week of July.
0: Fact. I have a feeling you want it. I feel like you would see that and be excited and say, yeah. Well, I mean, it is Bad Boys for Life. So. Exactly. I'm going to go fact.
1: Yes. Yeah, I'm going to go fact as well, because I feel like that would be a movie people would
2: be willing to go see. So you guys, this this is crazy. And I was a little bit upset when I saw this, honestly. It's fiction. So <sighs> okay. Bad Boys for Life is the top grossing movie in 2020 in the box office, but the top grossing of the box office last week for all the films is actually Beauty and the Beast, the live action movie, because since COVID started, there have been a ton more drive-thrus open because AMC and all that stuff has been closed. Mm-hmm. The drive throughs are playing old movies and the top grossing movies of like the last three months have all been movies that did not come out this year.
0: That's very disappointing. And the live action Beauty and the Beast, while like I didn't dislike it, does not deserve it. Never possible. saw it. Never saw you, it. You duped me, Aleko.
1: And Dorian. It's bullshit. <laughs> I went with Aleko. Oh you, slip there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, Alecko was back when I was like, well, I believe Alecto is reasoning, so I went with it and then I lost.
2: It's cause you Sorry. gotta you gotta make a choice. You, you're you jumping on the bandwagons. <laughs>
1: all right French. it's your turn all right this one's gonna stoop you guys so recently this is a factor fiction scientists discovered that there were 38 active volcanoes on venus which was previously thought to be a dormant planet
0: fiction fact
1: wow stooped you dorian ha you're right aleko it is a fiction there are 37
0: active volcanoes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I knew it. I could tell he was pulling the same bullshit that I do. I've tried yeah. to use your tricks against you.
2: I I just didn't want to pick the same thing as Aleco, honestly. I like I heard it and then he answered before me and I was like, "Fuck, I'm going the other way."
0: <laughs> you know, honestly, I could tell like you just got done with your your long like just like, "Hey, <laughs> you guys can't be going off of each other's yeah, coattails. Yeah, you were just, just getting off of your speech about how you can't follow the other person's lead. Well, now you you can tell that, yeah. Uh, we'll see how it plays out. Now. Tied for the lead now, dude. I'm I'm one ahead. last round. Alright, you guys ready? Okay. Fact or fiction. The first pornographic film was filmed in 1901.
2: You know... You're using the word film, so I'm going to say fiction because I believe that there was probably pornographic images in 1901, but I do not believe that there was running footage.
1: Mm-hmm. I took a history of film class and I dropped it after the first day because it was really boring. Really coming back to bite you in the ass right now. I was about to say, probably shouldn't have done that, huh, French? And all I remember was the first class was them talking about the different types of films that they have. And uh, I think because of that, I think I'm going to agree with Dorian on this one, Um, but I really don't remember anything they told me. So I just feel like they had photos during this period
0: of time, but I don't think they had film. So a little bit later is a right-assing fiction, but not for the reason you think it is. So I I did the typical bullshitty move that I normally do. So I switched it. I switched the year. It's actually 1896. So what the yeah, hell? I know. I
2: need so, to see what the hell we're talking about here. So yeah, yeah, I bet There's you like do, some huh, Dora?
1: First. so I was gonna turn say, your I'm video gonna... off, Dorian, if you're gonna look at it. Up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right so yeah so hold on so bedtime for the bride is apparently it's in french um I, I don't know how to actually say the title but uh bedtime for the bride is a silent film supposedly shot in 19, in 1896 it is believed to be the first pornographic film ever made all that was remains, the first film ever too no it was i so i don't know how factual this is but there's also like a little tidbit that said it came out a year after the first film was ever made so i didn't fact check that i don't know if that's true but if that is true that's hilarious that it took them a whole year from the first film to be like you know what we need a film we need to film some people fucking that's what we need a film I mean, like i don't know about you guys but i like sex i don't want to see that shit <laughs> i mean i i was just going off of what i thought
2: film was made and i would have thought at least like
0: 1912 yeah i need a i need a i can't for certain, tell you when the first uh, film was made, So, but this film was shot in 1896 and it lasted a whole seven minute and thirty seconds um, of silent film of people fucking, is what I'm imagining. Good for that guy. Yeah, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's a whole five minutes longer. No stage fright. (laughs) Just got in there. Just imagine being proposed that idea and like in, in the 1930s, like
1: you want me to have sex on camera? How does that work?
0: <laughs> That's so much harder of a process to film, too. Back then, you just have to imagine the entire thing. There's no fluffers, you just gotta go. It's all raw. I mean, that literally. Oh, <laughs>
1: Where did this podcast just go? Like, Aleka was like waiting for
2: one, of, Like he asked, he brought this one in. Just so he could bait us into responding
0: enough, so he could go there. It's like Francis with the two-faced cat from last week. Yeah, he, <laughs> Just he's really waiting for jokes. Exactly, he wanted it. Hey, biscuits and gravy was was a <laughs> great cat. Deserves
1: everything it got.
0: It, it, it lived for like four minutes. Are you saying it deserved that? It had a great four
1: days. Okay, those four, oh, four days, days were magical. I and biscuits and gravy had the best cheese and sauce ever. Oh,
0: that's it's very cute. But Dorian, it's up to you. So right now you're Dorian's on the lead three to two. Francis and I are tied. We gotta finish this out to see who's gonna win it all.
2: All right. Fact or fiction. Venice has been enforcing a lower capacity on their gondolas due to social distancing, and it is taking a it making a real impact on
1: their um, tourism revenue. Fact
0: for sure. Fact. Uh,
1: yeah, I'd say fact as well because I know Italy has like crazy uh, COVID restrictions right now. So it's actually
2: fiction. Oh. This this was the craziest one I found. So they are enforcing a lower capacity on the gondolas, but it is actually due to um, a fear of the overweight people sinking gondolas they said that the average weight of a tourist has increased in the last 10 years and it's really increased in the last year and lately before covid even happened gondolas were starting to take on more water when they were at capacity
0: wow all right well way to go people weird right i did yeah. not
1: think fat people was going to be the direction of that <laughs> so you know
0: i didn't either when i read
1: it okay um if you win this round, which it sounds like you are, I uh, I applaud you.
0: Yeah, that was that was good. You you had me stumped on that one cuz that sounded very accurate. Um but we could actually so I could tie Francis unfortunately you've lost. But uh no, this one that's a
1: super bonus round for me, so I have four points if I get it right. Well, it's your question, so you can't get
0: it right. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. I was like, I don't know where he's going to get the last question from, but all right. He's going to give us the answer before going <laughs> respond.
1: Damn you all to hell. All right. all um, right. What's the last one? Debating F2 I can choose from. Ooh. So, factor fiction. Recently, a humanoid clerk has been tested to help provide government services to the public in Indiana. Wait, can you read that again? A humanoid clerk, a humanoid by the way, is a human like robot. A humanoid clerk has been tested and tasked to help provide the government services to the public in Indiana.
0: I'm going to say fact because, and I quote from Francis, whenever I want to go with the most ridiculous thing, I'm always going to go fact. That was something that he said like a couple weeks ago. So this is ridiculous. So I'm going to say fact
2: you know i i think i'm gonna have to go with fact as well because oh
0: right on my coattails dorian can't you think of yourself your own fucking answer man come on dude because francis
2: knows the situation and i expect him to try to stump us
1: and stump you i did ah, you're both wrong He stumped. so it is a fiction because i changed the last word and it was in serbia so it's a totally different country so in Serbia. The government has released like humanoid clerks, like robot clerks. Like, just call them. Droids. They literally look like women. They look like Russian women. It's weird. That's and they easy. like, and they it's just like, like all they do is
0: renew paperwork for, <laughs> for people who come in. There's some creepy people who are like. <laughs> I thought, gonna try and have sex with those robots. I can already it's, tell. It's creepy.
1: Yeah, it's very creepy. It's so
0: it's those, very strange. So When's
1: the last s- time you got out of the
2: house, man? <laughs> it's, it's
0: been a while, man COVID, COVID's really got me down, bro <laughs> Why didn't you take a walk today? <laughs> I don't think that's the only thing I need to do, apparently So <laughs> You guys can't mute your mic while you're laughing It just makes it awkward silence on my end So, like, all people are listening to Is awkward <laughs> silence but you two are laughing your asses off.
1: <laughs> that makes it so much better. I <laughs> think that's just a Leko laughing at his own jokes.
0: Right? It's like this dumbass is just laughing at his own jokes over and over again. He's like, ha. Oh, oh, oh,
2: oh, I made fun of this. Hey, you can add in laughter. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm going to start adding Get a in laugh, laugh, laugh track.
2: Tracks. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're dumbing it. You gotta Every joke should have a laugh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you just throw them in whenever you want i'm gonna make it like a episode of that 70s show where there's just a laugh track after everything somebody says god that'd be awful i could barely listen to that back in 1998 can't listen to that shit now all right so dorian 98 that was the first episode of that 70s show fun fact um dorian you won
2: (laughs) back on my throne where i belong Mm,
0: debatable (laughs) on if that's where you belong but all right We'll take it for now. All right. So before we get to our last part, which is going to be reviewing Love is Blind episode three, which, you know, honestly, at this point, we've just been reviewing the early episodes of Love is Blind. So (laughs) it's going to be a rehash of some of the stuff we probably already talked about last week. Anyways, we're going to head to to our last ad of the day, which is going to be Down Dog Athletics. You know them. Their mission is to make yoga and mental health more accessible to athletes so they can better improve their performance. Every yoga sequence is designed to mimic movement patterns seen in the gym and on the field. Every mindset technique is put through the lens of how an athlete sees the world. We believe that every athlete needs a balance between their light side and their dark side. We are programmed to be dark side dominant, always going harder and faster. But sometimes we need to tap into our light side by slowing down and practicing stillness. When you slow down, you gain more awareness. When you gain more awareness, you smooth out inefficiencies and become faster. Slow is smooth and smooth is fast. Find out how Down Dog Athletics can help you reach your goals at downdogathletics.com. All right, guys. So let's go ahead and finish it out with episode three review of Love is Blind. So beginning of this episode starts out with the climax of the most one of the most painful proposals I've ever seen on TV between Giannina, Giannina and uh, Damien. Um, All right, guys, let's just go into it. Thoughts on the episode as a whole. This is my least favorite episode. Oh man, that's a big statement. Why? It's just boring
2: to me. I mean, like all the proposals and stuff, this is not why you watch this. I mean, by the end of this episode, we're out of the house. How, like, love is not blind everybody sees each other by the end of this episode what the hell is that we're only three in we got seven
0: left i mean i think the point is that they've been in the capsule and fell in love with each other the pods aleko sorry yes he's right
1: three episodes in i know you've watched like all eight of them already but you're three episodes in aren't there 10 episodes with their ten episodes of Love Is Blood?
0: I think so. I'm not sure. I need to double no. check on this. I
1: really don't know. I was just that's scared. what I would guess. But but no, I agree with I agree with Dorian. I watched this and I I felt the same way. I felt like it was really quick that they, like the first two episodes, just jumped straight to the proposals, and then the third episode was like the proposals, and they jumped straight to Cancun, mm-hmm. which by the way, like I was reading this in an article, and I was kind of thinking at the same time in my mind, like how is this a reality show? And it's like you go to cancun and you're like i don't know i feel like it was kind of like just a weird way to make it happen like oh you're there for seven days yeah and then that's how love is blind after seven days so you you
2: want to know what i thought was was really interesting about this yes so we were never told how many contestants we had on both sides of the house right and it really just turned into whatever couples get engaged are moving on to the next phase of the show You notice every other reality show, you start off with this big group of people and you just have people who get like no screen time for like three episodes. They like eliminated all of those people at once. They didn't have to carry them along for the rest of the show. They just took the interesting people and like, you're getting engaged. All the other contestants get out of the house.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, they make it very clear. They make it very clear that they're trying to showcase the people that are the most interesting, which I mean, to be fair, that's kind of like what, reality quote-unquote tv shows do right i would imagine i've never watched the bachelor or the bachelorette before but i would imagine certain people get more screen time than others on those shows because they're interesting or crazy or whatever um so i i kind of feel like this isn't in the same light right like the people who are gonna the cream always rises to the top in this case it's not the greatest cream but it's they're still rising to the top of the coffee right
2: Oh, for sure. It was just an interesting way to never, they never gave us a true number or showed like the entire group together. So mm-hmm. you never knew how many people were actually started. It to would go. have
0: been really cool to have seen like a beginning photo of like every single person. That I'm was, sure there's people we never saw at all. Oh, there for sure is. They showed like, dude, in those like uh, montages at the beginning of I think episode one, they showed like 20 people going into those pods. There's like, a lot there was of, like there's, there's a lot of people. people. There had to have been at least 40 people. And there were some like of those really, really awkward
1: conversations that there was like at the beginning, I can't remember who they were between. But then like it was just like a
0: quick snippet of that conversation and you never saw that person again. Yeah. Like my boy Rory. Rory, the ultimate dude's dude. The therapist? the therapist, Yeah, <laughs> yeah the guy's therapist. He's – unfortunately, he's probably never going to be seen on this show again, but except for those two moments of – uh of you know how people you say that they're out. actually
1: bringing him back for season two As another as the dude's dude oh really
0: do you know that for a fact no you've seen don't. that on rory's twitter
1: Fact or fiction
0: <laughs> factor fiction love is blind edition following people on twitter is the best way to learn things that's true that's true so really quickly so i don't disagree with you guys that the beginning of this episode was was kind of boring there wasn't much going on But the very end of it had like a very interesting portion of it, right? Where Carlton um, and Diamond finally had that conversation. And we kind of, we've brushed over this a few times before, but I felt like this is something that I really want to like bring up as like an embrace debate kind of thing is, do you guys think yes or no that Carlton should have told Diamond about his sexuality from day one?
2: I don't know if you necessarily need to say something day one. You should definitely say something before you propose to somebody. And I don't even think it was just that Carlton didn't tell her that early. I mean, I think he he could have handled it just a much better way in general. You could tell that he was very uncomfortable in the situation. And he did a lot of fake character stuff. He was he was talking very superficially. Like, he was the one who was saying at the beginning, like, I, only, I typically only date girls that are supermodels, you know, so the fact that he was doing that, and, and I think you saw him when they were first sitting down that he was kind of doing that with her, kind of like trying to big time her. Mm-hmm. I think that's like, you can't, you can't come at somebody like that and then try to be vulnerable and then get mad that they're not immediately <laughs> accepting it. Like he got, he got like so mad at her so quickly and like he told her and he was open for like two minutes and then he was like, just get out of here. And like really, got like really upset with her just just watching her react as he told her
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah I, I agree with that i mean i felt like carlton i i, I saw with diamond on this one i felt like carlton just kind of was like built this whole image up for him like in the pods for diamond and was not honest with her and it, it's like how can you build a relationship and have like love if there's not honesty and trust within there and like straight to dorian's point like you don't have to necessarily like tell her immediately but if you're gonna to propose to her and get married like you can't tell her that after she said yes I'm like oh catch like this is something I did my past like i mean like i get it's a very sensitive topic but at the same time i think that before you build a relationship you have to kind of have that established to make sure it's the right
0: fit for everybody going forward yeah agreed and to try and to try and kind of understand this from carlton's view i could see why he would have some trepidation to saying it in general Um, especially seven days into knowing somebody, but I a hundred percent agree with you guys on the sense of if you're about to propose to somebody, right. Like just in, in the, the sphere of what this show is about, right. If this was a normal casual dating situation where you've only known somebody for seven days and you've been dating for a little bit, like a normal life situation, I'd be like, okay, I could understand why you'd be hesitant to say it even like a month in. That's like a lot of, that's a lot of information for somebody to digest, but because because he is about to propose to this girl you gotta tell her dude you just gotta and that would have made it so much easier so much easier on both of their lives
1: yeah and he and then like i to even more at dorian's point like he got angry at her and i was like i'm like what does he have to be angry about like you can't expect somebody to have a reaction to something like it's almost like he built up what her response should have been and then like was very angry that it wasn't that and it just that just threw me off i felt like his emotions were, were definitely misplaced and if he really did feel like they had this strong bond then why didn't he trust her earlier or or make that decision mm-hmm. she didn't even reject it that's the crazy thing she just was like oh
2: this is a lot of information to learn about you right now and then he's like you're not saying anything <laughs> it's like what do you like you just
0: dropped a bomb on her what do you want her to say like let her process yeah man. You know honestly to bring this back just a little bit earlier in the episode as well. And you mentioned this already Dorian. That moment where he was just like clearly having like a lot of security issues, right? When he was trying to big time her when they first sat down in the hotel room. That was arguably that was arguably weird. Yeah, it was I think that it was, was my least favorite to watch. Part. Yes. 100% agree. That was my least favorite part of the entire show so far. I was just sitting there I'm like what, like, what is even going on right now? Like, I get he's doing it because he's uncomfortable and clearly insecure with himself. But at the same time, I'm just like, dude, like, what are you doing, man? Like, it's not the stop. route. You're going the wrong way. I don't know who told you this
2: was how you handled this. It's not.
0: Yeah, and exactly. And I mean, it's, it's one of those things where it's just like, okay, like, dude, you guys just. Carlton really fucked up from the start. Like as somebody who in episode one, I thought he was hilarious when he left the uh, the pod with Amber. Cause she just wouldn't stop talking. He, he had the biggest drop of all of the people on the show for me. Um, I thought yeah, he was I remember, funny. I remember then, you saying you liked him. very. very yeah. <laughs> the very first episode I was like, yeah, Carlton seems kind of cool. And then the more, the more I listened to him, the more I heard him, the more I realized it, I was like, wow, this guy's nah, nah, not nah fan whatsoever. Um, all right, moving on a little bit. I will say this, uh, right after the Giannina and Damien um, engagement, this, the worst mistake on live television was ever made when Mark proposed to Jessica. And I, I love, I just have to note this part because he starts out by saying to the camera, there is no doubt I'm the man she wants to be with. I disagree, dude. I think she's made it really clear that you were her second option and that she clearly wants to be with Barnett way more. I feel like there is no point of this entire situation where I would be like, yeah, she, she's definitely my girl. No, man. She's 100% not. Yeah, but... that,
2: that, that was pretty bad. And, and I think you can also tell that – I think that you have some people like Carlton, like Mark, like Jessica – realized if they didn't get engaged, they weren't going to be in the show anymore. I don't think all of these people are in it because they're truly in love with someone. I think that they wanted this experience to continue more than anything.
0: Yes. Yeah. So any final thoughts on this episode from you guys to kind of close off today's show?
2: I will say that this was probably the only time in the show. Actually, no, I'm not going to. I'm going to take that back. This was the first time in the show that I, like, really felt sorry for someone. And it was LC after Barnett chose, uh, I don't even remember her name. What's her name? Amber. Amber over LC, And her just, like, confessional there by herself. Like, oh, man, that was hard to watch. It was tough. I felt bad
0: for her. I actually wrote down what she said because it it stung. I felt really bad. She was like, why do guys always not know how they feel about me like ever? Am I an unlovable person? I don't know what I'm doing wrong here. Like, Oh God, it was just, it was really hard. There was a lot of parts of this episode that were really hard to watch. That was one of them. Yeah. It was hard to watch. That was, that was pretty bad. Francis final thoughts.
1: Yeah. I, 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 thought this episode was a little boring to be honest. And some, some of the transition from the pods to going to, to Mexico um, but some of the aspects were, were pretty uh, pretty juicy. Like I said, like the Diamond and Carlton aspect, I thought like it was cool to kind of see that come to fruition and then see how that actually is starting to kind of go now. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what that turns into. Um, but I felt like it, it it's still just kind of building and I haven't really seen anything that really makes me like super, super excited about it. Um, we haven't mentioned your boy Mark though. So... <laughs> I kind of wanted to bring that
0: up um can we just talk about how terrible jessica is again just like (laughs) i mean i did bring up the the terrible decision to to propose in the first place but yeah we can we can go down that route again (laughs) what thoughts do you have on jessica
1: (laughs) my only my only thing is just like her response like like her long pause and just like how she kind of i don't know i just feel like she's a uh A little, a little bit of a feisty person, and possibly in this for the wrong reasons. And and to your point, your point, I feel like they were just kind of like, "Oh, she's interesting."
0: Let's just kind of move
1: forward with her.
0: Yeah, I think the part that I was really impressed with was how she brought herself to tears when she clearly was not that excited. Like, I'm I'm like impressed that she was able to cry in that situation. When I got like the entire vibe that I got from that. Exactly. It was it definitely was fake tears. It had to have been. Yeah. She was not that excited to get proposed to. There's no way.
2: No. I mean, I like she, that personally. she said yeah. and one of the things that she said when they all were in the rooms after the proposals, she like said she wasn't attracted to Mark.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. She she like after I think at one point of this episode everybody started uh everybody started banging and like Every, you know, they were doing their thing. And I think Jessica was literally just like, yeah, I'm, I'm just, you know, I just want to take it slow. I'm just not really looking to be intimate. And I'm not really sure when that's going to be. If, if I was Mark, I would listen to that and be like, I, you're not sure when that's going to be like that comment itself is, ter- would be terrifying. Cause it's like, we're supposed to get married. Like I just proposed to you and you're not positive. If physical activity is going to be part of the equation, like that's, that's a bad sign. Get out of there,
2: Mark! Get out of there, Mark! Yeah,
0: my my boy, Mark is uh, he's a lovable idiot. That's about all I can say. Yeah, I'd agree with that. All right, guys. Well, we're gonna wrap it up for today's show here. So, with that said, thank you everybody for listening to another episode of Drawing a Blank. Remember, if you like the show, please rate, like, and subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts. With that also being said. From this point on, Dory and I were talking about this. Francis are going to be on in this now. We're going to start trying to get Aleko for Love is Blind Season 3. All of that stuff coming out soon. We're probably going to post some funny oh, stuff right. on Twitter, on Instagram, on all of those social media outlets. Uh, be excited for that. If possible, I'm going to try to have a video made, like a, a – um. Oh God, why am I forgetting the term? Uh, somebody help me out here, please. Audition. Thank you. Audition tape. I'm going to try and put together an audition tape. It's going to be tough. I don't personally have the equipment. But we'll try and figure it out if somebody does. Um, I think that'd be a fun thing to do. So get ready you know for that guys.
1: All you need is an iPhone. But come on. We've seen all the cool commercials. There's no <laughs> editing required.
0: That's you're right. I think iPhone 11 is probably the one that I would need. And, uh, I have the new SE. I'm not sure if it's quite capable, but we'll find out. Um, Either way, thanks again for listening, everybody. Take care and enjoy the rest of your week.